O Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you asked a visitor from outside the UK to think of something that is iconically British, many of their responses, sadly, would focus on London. Red buses, Buckingham Palace, the Black Cab. Well, the new Black Cab, I'm told, might pay homage to its predecessor's iconic silhouette, so it's easily recognisable. But there are many differences. Gone is the diesel engine, now an electric engine, smarter, more comfortable, a leap in technology. Indeed, it has embraced a new eco-friendly identity. If you were to ask the same question about Sheffield, the answer would no doubt be steel. Some people may know of Endersons, but I guess it would be steel. But we know that Sheffield now has little in the way of steelworks, but is embracing a new identity in its universities and hospitals and the advances they are making in leading the way in their different fields. Well, in our Gospel reading today, we see before us the tension that exists between holding on to the past, that which is familiar and safe, and the challenge of Jesus to Nicodemus to come out of the shadows and embrace change. Nicodemus was an important Jewish leader who wanted to go and see Jesus. But he didn't want his fellow leaders, the other Pharisees, to know what he was doing or where he was going. Why? Because the Pharisees thought Jesus had got it all wrong as far as being a good believer and a follower of God was concerned. From their point of view, following God was all about obeying the law. Follow the Ten Commandments. Keep your slate clean and you'll be okay. In fact, they went further than that. They developed a whole system of follow-on laws and regulated just about anything that you could do. In fact, one school of thought said it was wrong to eat an egg that had been laid on the Sabbath, for example. They thought Jesus' insistence on putting love 
and justice first, not to get rid of the law, but to fulfil what it was meant to be about, was wrong and misleading. They couldn't begin to see that he was genuinely putting over what following God was all about, and their prejudice prevented them from seeing not just the good he was doing, but also from recognising his message as genuinely from God. So what did they do? They constantly challenged him. But Nicodemus wasn't so sure. He could see that the things Jesus was doing were good and wanted to hear from the horse's mouth how it could be that he might be from God. So perhaps that is why Nicodemus was skulking around. If his mates, the Pharisees, got to know, then he'd be discredited and he'd be thought of as a traitor. So what he does is meet Jesus and ask him a whole load of questions because he just can't get his head around Jesus' interpretation of the faith. Whenever Jesus gave an answer, he came back with another question. But how can this be? Yes, but, yes, but. Just like a child when they're at that stage of challenging everything you say as a parent. And what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus is, you can't understand what God is on about and wants from you if you just stick with the way that you've always thought. Except he uses the image of being born again. And Nicodemus can't get his head around that either. He takes it literally. How can anyone return to their mother's womb? What Jesus is getting at is that faith involves being open to new ways of thinking and acting, being open to change and to progression. Just like our iconic images of the UK and Sheffield, we can't any longer be wedded to the past. He's saying, don't be held back by the way you've always seen things. Following God isn't just about trying to obey every last detail of the law. It either makes you self-righteous, haven't done much evil today, or despair because we can never get it right. Jesus' message to Nicodemus is one we all need to hear. God offers us freedom and fulfilment rather than criticism and condemnation. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn it, 
but to save it. God offers us and his world an experience of fulfilment rather than negative condemnation. Today's gospel makes it clear that we are a people on the move and we need to set aside our preconceptions and prejudices. This challenge before us requires us to be constantly reborn again. It's a challenge that Nicodemus had to face and we don't know if he accepted that challenge, but we can. Our country is in the process of facing the challenge of Brexit. What is our country going to be like in two years' time, in ten years' time? Our diocese is having to face significant change. And so this means change at a deanery and parish level. This cathedral, too, faces change. Today we celebrate the installation of Josh, our new master of music. A new beginning for everyone. And not too far in the future, just round the corner, we will be hopefully installing a new canon presenter. These are two positive changes, but change brings challenge. Challenge provides opportunity. So as we journey through this season of Lent, let's take the opportunity to reflect upon those things that hold us back from facing the challenges and opportunities presented to us by God. Those things which prevent us from moving forward those things which prevent us from being beacons of God's changing love in our world. It may be as hard as being born again, embracing change. But God promises it will certainly be worth it. Amen.